Uh, you were playing chess on your phone. Has that been something that you've been using to pass the time or something you've been working on for a long time now? Uh, yeah, I started in Seattle. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been playing ever since. Yeah, I still I still play. I'm actually surprised how, how many guys on the team play. So, uh, you know, my, my roommate CJ would play. Every every night before we go to bed, we go one one chess match and then hit the hay. So it's uh it's been something. Uh, Does that ever turn into more than just one chess chess match before you go to bed, or is it you guys stay with the schedule? There's, some, there's sometimes a rematch. So. <laughs> that is Manitoba Moose forward and Winnipeg Jets prospect Brad Lambert on his season so far. Brad Lambert is our main guest here on Ground Control, the official podcast, the Winnipeg Jets. My special guest on set, I guess we could say, is Tyler Esquivel. You could say that I the, am on the set. <laughs> <laughs> he is the manager of digital content. We'll get into your wisdom and uh, a little bit later in the podcast sure. about some key shots uh, for a lot of the great shows that we do. Runway, of course. Uh, yeah. Home Ice is another one of your babies as well. But um, before we get in, going into this, came in on Saturday with my podcast. My, you know, interview with Brad Lambert set up for 1.30 Central Time. Disney on Ice was here at Canada Life Center, and they had taken over my studio. And as you tend to do, Tyler, with me, as you talk me down, you get me off the... Everybody just take a breath. The rage. Yeah, The rage that was fair. flowing through me because Anna and Elsa had taken over our studio, and they did not care. Right. They were angry I was here. They had pushed all our lights in, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be recording a podcast. And they're like, we actually have a show coming up, and they had their dresses. I'll put a photo up here momentarily of what had happened. And I was going to have a huge beef and talk about how Disney on Ice ruined the podcast, but you cooler heads have prevailed. So thank you so much for talking me off the ledge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're Disney characters. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> we have signs all through the studio in here about do not touch this. This is a, a recording area, and they did not care. No, and I mean, that's fine for them. Uh, I've actually never seen Frozen. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know who these people are, but yeah. I know they're highly so when respected I say Anna in and Elsa, some circles. You, yeah, you have no idea what I'm saying on Well, I know Elsa. who they are, but yeah. it's like I, like I was telling you earlier, it's, it's a point of pride yeah. now. Like It's like when, it's when people say they haven't seen Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've seen that, yeah. but we're definitely never watching Frozen. Yeah. That's that's the goal. That's, okay. I want to get through this life without seeing Frozen, just to annoy people. I'm curious whenever it is you decide to have children, if that's going to stick, because I think Frozen will still be yeah. something to watch a little bit later, kind of like Cinderella. That's going to be the highest mountain to climb, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, the reason why we're here, we're not necessarily talking about Disney on Ice, because Disney on Ice brings in a lot more revenue than I do, so I can see why <laughs> they have yes, little... we thank you for your business. <laughs> thank you so much, and please welcome. Come back next year. Yeah. Um, big week ahead for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, the Dallas Stars are here. It's Tuesday when we're taping this podcast. It's a rematch with the Stars. Edmonton is here Thursday. They look a little more dangerous, do the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, they do. And then last but not least, Saturday afternoon, it's Connor Bedard and the, the Chicago Blackhawks. So a very busy week. Uh, get your tickets now, winnipegjets.com slash tickets. Thoughts on the week ahead? Yeah, I mean, it's an entertaining homestand. Yeah. You kind of look at the tail end of the last homestand, and you had Buffalo, New Jersey, Arizona. Yeah. Not the most star-studded of – Not sexy. No. Can we say that on this podcast? <laughs> I, so. I sure not we can. Not the sexiest <laughs> of matchups. Yeah. But, hey, the Winnipeg Jets took care of business, and they won those games. Now, yeah. you look at the calendar ahead for this week. Like you said, Dallas Stars, that's a team the Jets are competing with for first in the division. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's going to be a race all year. So you look at that. And then you also have the Edmonton Oilers, who – how could you not know what's going on with Holy the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, That's what makes it a little, not, I don't want to say terrifying, but the way they're playing now as opposed to where they were to start the year. Because, I, I, like, listen, I grew up not liking the Edmonton Oilers, and I was stunned the way things started for this hockey team. Not upset. No, 
just but, stunned. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's a bit like you know the the comparison that people always make. They're a bit like a wounded animal right yeah. now. You know, they you don't know what you're going to get with them, and it could be fiery. So yeah, uh, and watching Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle play is is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, the power play looks like it's back just, on track. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be an entertaining affair, no doubt. Always great games between those two teams, and then uh, obviously at the end of this week, Connor Bedard makes his and a matinee uh, too. Yeah, Canada yeah. Life Center debut. So that'll be fun to watch i mean they're a, they're an up-and-coming team with some ebbs and flows to their game but it'll be it'll be great to see them and hopefully the the jets can come up with the clean sweep this week uh we should also it is hockey fights cancer night on yep. the tuesday that we record this uh so show your support for the cause with official hockey fights cancer gear choose from a variety of items including jerseys apparel and headwear available at any of our jets gear booths located through the concourse that's the official jets hockey fights cancer gear it's jets gear the official team store of the winnipeg jets and while we have you here just hold on for a second i have to grab a couple of things there you go so I know people are listening to this, but right now we're holding on to a couple of Build-A-Bears and several yeah. of the Jets' wives and girlfriends spent a, a nice afternoon at the Build-A-Bear workshop for this year's five Hockey Fights Cancer Ambassadors creating stuffed bears to contribute to the cause. Uh, listen, these are on sale on Tuesday night. 70 bears will be available, each support, sporting a Winnipeg Jets hoodie and a commemorative 2023 Hockey Fights Cancer pin. This marks the second year the bears have been sold at the Hockey Fights Cancer game as part of the initiative, and they are, again, expected to sell out quickly. Again, only 70 are available. They are wonderful. I wish I was very good at describing for the audio people that are listening to this right now, but uh, let's help go with well, they're, they're adorable. Well, sticking with the Star Wars theme, they yeah. kind of look like, what are they, Ewoks? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so yeah. if, if you're just listening to this, they look like an Ewok with, you know, you can see their face. With their really, eyes don't glow. With a gray Winnipeg Jets hoodie. So you can choose. It goes over top of the bear's and ears. And there's a little pin. Yeah. As it says a, Hockey Fights Cancer 2023, big Jets logo. And there's a little bear in the corner, like a bear face or a bear head oh, yeah. on the corner of the hoodie. So that makes it, lets you know where, which one of your stuffies at home this is for. And in typical bear fashion, of course, they're not wearing pants, just like their <laughs> elder statesman but, Winnie. But the way this goes, um, if I could describe this even better, the hoodies are long enough to cover up their tush. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, I think it, I think it's good. I think we did a great job of describing yeah. exactly what these bears look like for those of you that are taking Jeez. in the game tonight. So again, it's set- actually a nice bear. Like it's got some plush to it. It's good. <laughs> the the Jets wives and girlfriends did a wonderful job building these bears. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been to Build a Bear. Fantastic place to go to. Very overwhelming with all the options. But uh, I would put Build a Bear in the same category as Frozen for me. <laughs> <laughs> again, at some point you will be going to Build a Bear. I Probably. guarantee you that. Probably. I'll, and I'll be staring at you going, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Jets just came back from an incredible road trip. They, they got four of a possible six points. Um, I'm not traveling this year. You're not traveling as much. So I'm great with not traveling until trips like this come up. So the Florida trip is one yeah. of my favorites. I love going to Philadelphia. I love Chicago. But Florida, uh, where one of the Jets' hotel is in Fort Lauderdale, is right on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you're busy and you never stepped on the well, beach. Yeah, like we need to establish this. It's about the hockey, yeah. folks, and, and nothing else. So, you so. Stare out, you're staring out the window while I'm jumping into the ocean going, why I have all this work in front of me and he's in the ocean Joke, right now. Jokes aside on that, actually, yeah. I remember last year, and I don't remember what the project was, but yeah. we got to Florida and I had something due within the next few days, and I think I spent the majority of it in my room. I don't think I touched the beach. So, um, But, yeah, beautiful beach down there. They stay right in Fort Lauderdale, and then they – drive into sunrise the the rink is a bit inland it, it's law lo- it's far yeah, yeah so it's uh 
you know, that's not where they play, but mm-hmm. the, the team does a really nice thing by not sticking us in the middle of some business park. Yeah. So there is a move to the hotel. It's much closer to on game day. And yes. also like Tampa, Tampa Bay, their arena is right by the ocean. Yep. So location right wise, yeah, right the, the Bay, the best the Tampa loca- Bay. Yeah. The best location outside downtown Winnipeg, of course, for arena in the national hockey league. Uh, let's go to uh, Rick bonus who made his return to the team. Yeah. And uh, then Josh Morris is a talk about the road trip that just happened. Yeah. Two out of three, but we never satisfied. You want them all. Uh, we'll just keep pushing. So we played really uh, our structure in 60 minutes in, in Florida. Our structure just had a few lapses tonight, uh, which usually happens at the end of a road trip. Yeah, overall, I think we're playing uh, playing really well. Um, he did a lot of good things on on the road trip uh, in those first two games in Florida and Tampa. And um, you know, overall, I think our game there's a lot of really good things. Um, probably look at some stuff tonight. Uh, be nice to get home and uh, get some rest and be ready to play on Tuesday. I was just talking with my wife the other day. I'm like, I can't believe we're at 20 games already. It is flowing by. They're 12, 6, and 2 are the Winnipeg Jets. As of the taping of this podcast before the game against the Dallas Stars, yep. it's it's really hard not to be impressed with the start for this hockey club. Uh, the majority of this has been done without Gabe Velarde, who was a key acquisition in the offseason in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Now there's a chance Gabe Velarde could play tonight as we record this against the Dallas Stars, but we'll get that to another time. But your thoughts on the first 20 games of the 23-24 season? Well, I mean, for for those of you that follow the team closely and, and for the last number of years, the Jets typically get off to good starts in the season, which which is massive, and you need that. However, and I think you could probably talk, speak to this as well, this just it feels different. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of confidence within the group. You know, there's some changes with personnel that would lead you to believe that things could end up continuing this way. You have four balanced lines right now without Gabe Velarde in the lineup. Who knows when he makes his return? It very well could be this week. I would probably put a little bit of money on that. Yeah. Um, so you, you bet your house on it. No, we're not going <laughs> to do that. Uh, but so you look at that, and then you also, that third line has stayed consistent mm-hmm. with Nita Ryder. Mason Appleton and Adam Lowry, the captain. Now, I was doing some looking at the stats because, you know, you got to prepare for these types of things. And those guys are like plus 13, plus 12, and plus 11 through the year. And they're playing against the toughest matchups in the every night. It's, it's simply been incredible. And I feel like we talk about them every week on yep. the podcast, but for good reason. And they have absolutely deserved it. Some big goals over the weekend. And, you know, I, I think we can also go into this a little bit. Cole Perfetti since the move from center and playing with Vladislav Nemeskov and Nikolai Ehlers has been simply outstanding. Yeah, I mean, at first, that, that's a tough one, right? Because the big storyline in training camp was Cole Perfetti is going to take the center ice position on the second line. Yeah, we, he was drafted as a center. We heard that Exactly. So you, you're really rooting for success there for Cole. Mm. And then, obviously, the Velarde injury happens. Vlad Nemesnikov comes up to that second line who has experience playing in the middle of the ice okay, things are going amazing, so let's make that change. And and that's, that's fair. So mm-hmm. Cole takes off on the wing, and maybe he sticks there. Obviously, Gabe's going to come back at some point here. They're going to have to slot him in somewhere. Not sure how that shakes out the rest of the lines, but Cole has been awesome these last 10 games. I, I remember kind of talking with a few of us in the content department just saying, like, I, I, Cole's got to start to score here. And, of course, he goes on, what, a four- or five-game goal-scoring yeah. streak. So eight-game point streak. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can be nothing but thrilled for the kid. And, yeah. and if you're a Jets fan, you got to be happy about that because if you have two scoring lines plus the way your third line's playing and, heck, the fourth line 
has had some great offensive chances in the last week. It's pretty good. Um, we're impressed with the Jets through 20 games. What did Rick Bonus and Cole Perfetti think about it? And keep in mind, these answers came after they lost 3-2 in Nashville at the end of the road trip. Oh, overall, our team game is very good. Our five-on-five -five game has been really good. Both specialty teams have to get better, but our five-on-five -five team game, uh, for the most part, has been outstanding. It really has, and uh, that's what's going to carry us through the next 20 games. And we, we, our special teams have to get better. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're playing really good. We're playing really good hockey. Like that's, you know, tonight didn't reflect that, but you know, as a, as a whole, so far this season, we're playing some some really, really, really good hockey, and the competes there, the battles there. Even tonight, like we were working hard, just. You know, sometimes, you know, things didn't go our way tonight. But, you know, we, we come with that intensity. We have so much skill, so much talent, and, and um, such good players on this team that if we play with that urgency every night, like, we're, 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 we're a top team in this league. So, you know, I think we feel really good where we're at right now. Hi, I'm Mark Shifley. Oh, here comes Shifley, moves in, shoots, and scores! And this is the Ground Control Podcast. Which brings us to the play of the week, and... and I got to tell you, the, the, the angle that I believe Daniel Moss got, no, it was Caleb. Caleb got uh, in Florida, in Sunrise, for the Nikolai Ehlers yeah. rush through the neutral zone and uh, up there right now with for goal of the year for the Winnipeg Jets anyways. I've always wondered, because we have runway, we have home ice, we have all these cameras on the road, at home going on right now. What is it like when you're in the corner and you see a play like that developing, and you get the shot. So I've always wondered with that, because it's, it's for us, and I'm speaking with Sarah too, is it's exciting knowing that, but getting that shot must be a big thrill for you guys. Oh, it's, it's definitely a big thrill. So there's kind of two points I'll hit on with, yeah. with this. I liken shooting in the corner like that a lot to like fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting there, you might not hit on anything all day, all period, and it's not the greatest, but you're having a good time. You're watching like a hockey this, game. I like this analogy. This you're, is good. you're watching a hockey game, and then you catch a big one. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Now, the other part of that is anticipation. You know, if you watch enough hockey, you have an idea of where plays are going to go based on where they are currently. So if you see somebody sliding into the corner, you might want to look in the high slot because they love that low to high offense. So a lot of this is anticipation. So a lot of the times you have to be on your toes and watching the actual game, which can be hard through a viewfinder, which is about four by four inches or four by six rather. So yeah. um, you have to be able to anticipate the plays. But when you actually get a shot like that, it is a great feeling because you know that when you have a second to do the edit, it's going to do well out there. And especially when you have a highlight reel goal like Nikolai's, it, it gets a little bit of pickup. So uh, very exciting when you get those those goals and good for the resume as well. Because uh, uh, for everybody at home, the, the, there's always this communication between myself with Sarah and I. And when you got, and we go, our favorite text is, did you get the shot? Yeah. And obviously you guys are doing all the hard work and you're having – and that must be a little bit annoying coming from us because we're sitting up watching the game and getting ready for the game. But like, did you get the shot? And the answer must be, oh, baby, I got the shot. Well, you usually get the shot, but the referees, they have other ideas. <laughs> yeah. They're always in the way. I, th I had one last year. I think it was in uh, – Arizona, the first game at Mollet mm -hmm. Arena, if anybody re recalls, Cole Perfetti scored an unbelievable goal. I might actually have the clip, and I, we can play it on yeah, the podcast. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Cole scores an unreal goal, and right before he makes the power move to the front of the net, ref slides right in. I think I audibly said a curse word or something, <laughs> so you could probably hear it. But There's some banging on the glass. Yeah, it happens off. routinely, mm -hmm. um, but when you do get that shot, it, it's a great feeling. So I think we've done a great job leading up to this. Here's Nikolai Ehlers in our play of the week from Sunrise Florida. And out of the zone it goes. Yes, pulled ahead by Ehlers. 
One on one, Nikolai Ehlers. Chips it through, gets around, and he shoots and scores! What a goal by Nikolai Ehlers! And Winnipeg leads it 2 nothing. Well, somebody has scored some spectacular goals in his time is Brad Lambert. An incredible start for him in the American Hockey League. Uh, he has now six goals, eight assists in 14 games. As of the taping of this podcast on Tuesday, the Moose returning home today from a long six-game road trip. I spoke with the uh, Jets prospect while the team was in Grand Rapids. Brad, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Disney on Ice has kicked us out of our, our normal podcast studio. So I'm going to start the interview with this question. What's your favorite Disney slash Pixar movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I've watched too much Disney. Uh, uh, so Dis Disney doesn't rule Finland the way it does in North America? No, not as much. I think, uh, you know, when I was younger, I guess there was Mickey Mouse and stuff like that, but not anymore so much. What's something that's popular in Finland that's not, that hasn't made its way over to Canada? Uh, I don't know. I think the... My favorite TV show growing up was uh, Curious George. So I <laughs> we had we had we had those books back when I was a kid, Brad. So yeah, um, yeah. so that's what I'd always uh, record on the TV and watch. <laughs> so growing up, you spent winters in Finland and then came to Canada for the summers. How amazing was that as part of it growing up? Yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, you know, to have two two homes basically. Uh, you know, get to get to experience both both uh, countries was was awesome, and uh, you know, I enjoyed my summers here and the schooling system and everything was awesome in Finland. So, uh, I was definitely a privilege. Um, when you think about winters in Finland, uh, what what else did you do? Like, I you know, outside of hockey, I know that was a big part of your life, but uh, what other winter sports did you enjoy doing as well? Uh, I did skiing, downhill skiing sometimes, but uh, I think hockey took a big part of my you know, I didn't do too many other winter sports, did a lot of stuff in the summer, but uh, hockey was, you know, the, the main winter sport. When you're spending seven, eight hours on the on the outdoor rink a day, you don't really have much time for anything else. So, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you that, Brad. Uh, what, what's the best part of playing on the big ice in Europe? Uh, obviously, there's there's a lot of room, uh, you know, to skate, skate around. Uh, so I think that's the... That's the best part about it is the, you know, having having more room, time, space to to do things. But uh, you know, I kind of like the like the fast paced game here in the in the small rink. Yeah, was that that was going to be my next question, and I I understand like the, the in the Finnish Pro League, the elite league, that it's very defensive minded. So it, does it kind of stunt creativity in some ways? Your your style uh, of game in some ways, yeah, for sure, and also you know. I, the big ice hurts in a way where if you the other team makes a mistake, they have more time to recover because you're obviously further away from the net because it's a, it's a bigger rink. But, uh, you know, I think uh, so that's kind of why I'm enjoying the, the smaller ice, the faster paced game a little more. How beneficial has it been for you, Brad, so far this year not to be changing addresses as, so, as many times you had in years past? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's nice to be being on one team right now obviously hoping to play well enough to get a call up but uh you know it's it's uh it's great to be being Winnipeg and you know I'm enjoying myself there so did you think by the age of 19 you would have played games in the Western Hockey League the American Hockey League the National Hockey League and of course pro games in, in your home country uh no I did not expect uh you know I think the Western <laughs> League is the least expected one but uh 
you know, it's awesome to have all those experiences and, uh, you know, you can take, take something away from all that and, and learn and, uh, you know, get better as a, as a player and as a person. So, uh, you know, meeting a lot of new people, got to be a, a ton of great friends, lifelong friends uh, along the way. So it's been awesome. Well, wow. uh, speaking of one of those friends, uh, we had Rutger McGrody on the podcast about a month ago, and he said you're one of the top five to ten funniest people he knows. So wh- where where does that uh, humor or that funniness come from, do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess when you got good company, you, you become funny yourself, too. He's a, <laughs> he's a funny guy as well. So, uh, you know, we get along great, and uh, we have a lot of laughs. So. Did you ever think he would say you're one of the top five to ten funniest people he's ever met? Uh, no, I didn't actually, but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm happy I can make him laugh. <laughs> have you reached out to him, uh, and, and have you talked to him in, in, in Rutger in some time here? Uh, no, I haven't for a while, actually. I heard he, heard he got hurt, so I hope he, hope he gets better. Probably should send him a text, uh, to get well soon. Obviously, I've followed him. He's had a, had a great start to the season, which is awesome. Uh, you know, hopefully he can get back on the ice and, and keep it going. We're going to bounce around a, a lot through this interview, but I, I remember when you, your one of your first preseason games with the Jets in Montreal, you had a huge night, a goal and assist that night. Uh, did you think at that time that maybe just maybe you had a, a great chance to make the Jets, or did you know that there was more work in front of you? Well, I obviously knew there's there's a lot more a lot of a lot more work in front of me, but uh, you know I thought I thought I could give myself a chance, uh, you know, if I kept kept playing as as good as I can, but. Uh, you know, obviously, I know how hard it is to get there, and it's the best league in the world. And uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of work to do, but uh, you know, I was I was just trying to give myself the best chance, and that's all I can do. How are you? How are you enjoying your season so far? You got off to a great start. Uh, what what's it been like uh, through the entire stretch here in the American Hockey League this season? Yeah, it's been it's been up and down. Uh, you know, we've had some I've had some tough losses as a team, uh, some great wins as a team as well. Uh, you know, I think we're we're working on that consistency, trying to get uh, you know, a more consistent game in, game out, uh, you know, uh play play with the details and, and you know, not uh play as inconsistent, uh so we, we get better results. Uh but uh, you know, it's been it's been good and I hope hope we can get this thing back on track. Yeah, you guys have a younger roster. Did you kinda know that there was gonna be some growing pains throughout you know, in a season like this? Yeah, I think obviously younger roster it's expected. Uh, but uh, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna battle through it and uh, you know, young roster we're gonna get a lot better during the season as the season goes on. So I think uh, you know, I think it will be fun. You're almost on a, another mammoth road trip with the moose. What what's your favorite thing to do while on the road? Oh, I think just hanging out with the fellas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, go go eat, you know. Be, be in the room with your roommate and uh you know just playing chess whatever we do and obviously playing playing the games is, is the best part but other than that you know are you part of the Catan uh clan or no i am not part of the Catan clan i don't know how to play that but <laughs> you know we played some other card games crib and stuff like that so uh you know it's been fun uh i i know that uh before, when before we went for penticton for the the uh, um tournament in, in Penticton uh, you were playing chess on your phone has that been something that you've been using to pass the time or something you've been working on for a long time now uh yeah I started in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, 
So I've been playing ever since. Yeah, I still I still play. I'm actually surprised how how many guys on the team play. So uh, you know my my roommate CJ we play every every night before we go to bed we go one one chess match and then hit the hay. So it's uh it's been something. Uh, Does that ever turn into more than just one chess chess match before you go to bed, or is it you guys stay with the schedule? There's, some, there's sometimes a rematch. <laughs> Who's the most competitive player on the moose off the ice? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to put myself up there, but I think everyone, <laughs> everyone's pretty competitive. I think uh, Jonesy's actually been doing really good on this trip. He's he's won quite a few card games, and he won the Catan or, or whatever they play. I <laughs> You've never been tempted once to te- to te- to dip your toe in the Catan pool yet. Oh, I've uh, I've been tempted. I'd like to learn how to play, but it seems pretty complicated. So, <laughs> and is anybody on the team a, a decent uh, instructor in that department? Because I know Daniel Fink, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Moose, is is big and huge into the board game industry. So I thought that he would be a good guide for you. I think he knows how to play. Uh, but uh, I also watched a little bit, and Jonesy was trying to explain what what's going on. But uh, I don't <laughs> have patience to sit there for a full game and watch. I kind of want to get in the action. And then last one for me, just what from me is just what what are your goals now as the season moves on here and, and going forward? I think uh, you know improve as much as I can every day and uh, you know help the help the team win as much as I can. You know hopefully hopefully at some point uh, you know get the chance to to play for the Jets. I know actually I lied to you, Brad. Um, I wanted to ask you about Finn bread. It, it's delicious. My grandfather came from Finland, and I wondered if you were a big fan of it as well. I found a what? Uh, fin, uh, fin bread. Uh, I know. I think my mom. Oh, had... like uh, like the brown stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I am not a huge fan, but most Finns, uh, you know, I have a couple people that live in North America, Finnish guys, that whenever someone comes from Finland, that's all they want. So <laughs> uh, I'm more a fan of the Finnish chocolate. That's what I ask for. Okay. Thank goodness. I'm so glad you knew what Finbread was because I was going to look like a complete idiot to close out this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brad, and good luck down the road here. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, great chat with Brad Lambert. Uh, You could hear, you know, a couple times that interview, and I should clarify this. I asked him about Finbread, which my grandfather... Finbread. Yeah, so there's a proper word for it, and I cannot pronounce it. And Brad told me it afterwards, and I cannot remember it for the life of me. Um, Clearly, Brad Lambert grew up in Finland. Uh, my grandfather came over from Finland, so we had Finn bread all the okay. time at the house. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him about Finn bread, and he gave me this look during that interview, like he didn't know what I was talking about because I didn't say the proper oh, okay. word. Yeah, yeah. So once I clarified it a little bit, he understood. But there's that terrifying moment where you have something, you have a question to somebody, and they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not great. I'll tell you a, another story to clarify this as well. So when Patrick Lainey was still here, my whole life growing up, I thought finished Christmas on January 7th, and I don't, I don't know what my grandfather told my mom growing up, but we celebrated finished Christmas on January 7th. So I go to Patrick Lane and I go, hey man, uh, excited about January 7th for a finished Christmas? He's like, no, I celebrate Christmas like all of Finland on December 25th. <laughs> and I felt like an idiot. So I phoned my mom and I'm like, mom, what is this, go- what's going, are you sure? You lied to fin- me. You lied to me. Or my grandfather lied to my mom. So we're not quite sure on the clarity of this. My wife would have done some research, but I looked everywhere. Finns celebrate Christmas basically on the the rest of us December twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So your family just loved Christmas so much. <laughs> they they just, just did it twice. The tree stayed up from December fourteenth to the seventh. I remember this clear as day. So I don't know where that story came from. I don't know if my grandfather had a 
different Sorry, did you time? say the tree was up on December 14th? Yeah, to the 7th You only got like... Yeah, I know. Because of January 7th, so it had to stay... Jeez, was it a Charlie Brown tree it, at that no, point? No, it was massive. But it, like you said, it was, it was. there's a lot of watering going on, a lot of little pine needles no on the ground. That so thing had been cut down four years ago by that, you put it up. That is my childhood trauma, basically. That's it. Hey, that's all that's I have a, to... Hey, you're pretty good then. <laughs> Speaking of... Well, there's no trauma to go on with this one. Uh, Runway uh, episode three is up. And it tell, tell us a little bit about it as before we go into the trailer. Yeah, so Runway episode three is titled Old Friends. Uh, you know what? showcases Pierre-Luc Dubois returned to Winnipeg with the LA Kings and how that matchup went with the three guys that we got in Velarde, Ayafalo, and Kupari. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Ayafalo mic'd up for that game, although in the second period he had a squirt of water. Uh, we discovered in the post-production uh, he had a squirt of water on the mic and it completely just took the mic out so so it's was, done at that point like, well it yeah. wasn't done we went in in the third period in the second intermission and rejigged it a little bit yeah. so there could have been more moments but it just didn't work i don't know it was disgusting when i was poking through the is, shoulder pads i was just going to ask is that awkward having to go in between periods when a player is mic'd up to say hey can i look at the mic it's it, not working it, well the, the players usually take a lot of their equipment off at yeah. least the top half so the shoulder pads is where the mic's embedded so it's not really a big deal like the you know, we've built some great relationships with our training staff and they'll go grab it. And he brought it out for me into the training room and I rejigged around with the mic, made sure it worked again. So I don't know what happened, but apparently you can't squirt water directly on it, which I'm not shocked by. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, maybe I follow with had enough and he's just like, I'm going to take care of this. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, the that was featured. Lauren Brossois playing the Vegas Golden Knights here uh, against his old team, obviously. And then uh, it kind of takes us through a journey of a few games that happened in between. And then it caps off with Blake Wheeler making his return to Winnipeg here. So, obviously, that, that was a really cool moment um, yes, to capture and to just be a part of in person. You know, I, I think he made such an impact on this team and this community. And, and the fans uh, paid their paid their uh, appreciation to him yeah i'm not gonna lie you almost still got a little emotional with the, the impact that he and not so much the impact that blake had here but the response from the fans yeah. i was curious how they're gonna react i didn't think it was gonna be negative but the way no. they reacted that night was was fantastic it was appropriate yeah let's let's take a look at episode three of runway watch that blue foot there was bound to be some high bleeding up to this game tonight okay. is locked down and he's hurt an original 2.0 jet. Blake it means a lot to him. I know he meant a lot to this organization. All right, well, many thanks to Brad Lambert, of course, uh, Tyler Esquivel for taking his time on a game day to join us. I know you're busy on, on the, with the day ahead, but uh, many thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. It's always uh, fun to get back on the podcast. <laughs> I used to host this thing back when it was just an when it was audio just a, podcast. When it was just a little audio podcast. They were like, oh, it's a video podcast? No, <laughs> get out of there. Well, your hair looks good for this one, by the way. Thanks. Uh, Kevin Scheuer is our guest next week on the podcast. Uh, Murata Tesh will also stop by as well. So that'll do it for this edition of Ground Control, the official podcast the winnipeg jets we'll see you next week